The Carter Report believes that God is truly reliable. He is not fickle or flaky. He is steadfast and true. His love endures forever. The members of the Carter Report team, with John and Beverly Carter, have spent 60 wonderful years in the ministry of the Gospel of Christ. John Carter's life was changed forever by a divine encounter at Avondale College in Australia. And a few weeks ago, he sought God in prayer for a new anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, as he reflects on the past, he looks ahead in confidence. Please join us for a very special once-in-a-lifetime presentation, Looking Back, Looking Ahead. You moved to Los Angeles in 1988. Was it all moonlight and roses? Moonlight and roses? <laughs> Most of the time, it was daylight and dishes. <laughs> Los Angeles is big, some would say bad, cynical, gritty. It's the home of the Hollywood industry. Let me tell you folks something. Some of the best people I've met anywhere in the world are in Los Angeles, including Hollywood. God has got his people everywhere and we are glad that we have lived in the great city of the angels. Did evangelism work in Los Angeles? Evangelism works anywhere. When people have got a fire in their belly, when people have got convictions, when people believe in Christ, when people have got faith, evangelism will work anywhere. But people say, I've had people come to me in Australia, in America, everywhere, and they say to me, oh, but brother, it doesn't work anymore. Don't you know that? Evangelism doesn't work anymore. I have to be very careful what I say to them. The reason evangelism doesn't work anymore is because of people just like that. People who don't have real faith in God. But if we believe that God can do apparently impossible things, evangelism will work anywhere and everywhere, including the great city of Los Angeles. We had the privilege of hiring the great Shrine Auditorium uh, for many years, the home of the, the Academy Awards. It's a big auditorium. It seats 6,600 people for the opening of the campaign in spite of the dreadful LA traffic. <laughs> in spite of shootings and, and crime, for the very first session, it was filled four times over. You know why? Because God can do impossible things. Evangelism works in your city if you will have faith in God. What was the outcome? Well, the outcome was a lot of opposition. <laughs> 
lot of opposition. But through it all, God raised up a church. And that church took the gospel message at the very right time to the people of the former Soviet Union. If it had not been for that church, I do not believe we would have gone to Russia and Ukraine. It was in the providence of God. Listen, I'm going to read a text. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Please listen up. Paul says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Listen, I say it again. Believe, believe, have faith, have obedience, and you will see the glory of God I have. Danny Shelton established a worldwide television network. What influence did he have upon your ministry? Danny and I have been buddies for many, many years. Um, Beverly and I received a phone call, just trying to think now. It's working away in the year 1991, early in the morning. They called me from Washington. People in Washington didn't know that California had a different sort of time zone, but anyhow, they called me. And the man on the other end of the phone, who was a friend of mine, Pastor Robert Spangler said, we want you to go to Moscow and we want you to try out the waters and see if it works. So we went to Moscow and in 10 days, we saw the mighty, tremendous, overwhelming power of God. Don't talk to me and say it doesn't work because I've seen it in the most difficult circumstances. Then we booked this great auditorium at the Kremlin. We booked it. We paid the deposit. And when I got back to America, Danny invited me to go up to 3ABN, which is in southern Illinois. And Danny did for us a fundraising program. And Danny helped to raise the money for Russian evangelism. I tell you, Danny Shelton was divinely inspired God put his hand upon him and I'll always be thankful for the partnership of Danny Shelton. What are some of your vivid memories and what were some experiences that powerfully touched your life? I just wish I could talk to a bunch of young preachers. I wish I could talk to a bunch of young ministers who sometimes have got a sort of cynicism. They say, no, 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 it doesn't work anymore. Don't believe the people who tell you it doesn't work. One of the reasons it doesn't work is because they don't work. So let me see. One of some of my most amazing experiences, preaching in Kiev, 
100,000 people tried to get into the meeting. They couldn't get into the meeting. Then we had session after session. Sometimes I would become so fatigued, I felt I just couldn't go and preach. This often happened to me. I, I've, I felt so fatigued. But then as I'd walk out on the stage, I'm telling you the truth. I would feel physically the mantle of God fall upon me. And I would be supercharged with divine power and I could preach on and preach on. And I could see thousands, thousands of people coming to Christ. I've never had that experience in America, never had it in Australia, but I've had it in the old Soviet Union. I had it several nights in Papua New Guinea when I would be so tired because I'm no longer just a a boy, and I'd walk out on the stage feeling fatigued and I'd feel, once again, the mantle of God's power. One night, a great white bird, I was preaching on the Holy Spirit, and a great white bird came in and flew over the audience. Everybody stood to their their feet and they said, God has visited his people. I want you to know this and let this saying sink down deep into your soul. There's no limit to what God can do if we have faith and obedience and if we put aside our unbelief and we come to the place where we believe in the God who believes in us. Did you see a visible change in your audiences, especially in Russia, where so many were atheists? Well, by the grace of God, we would run multiple sessions. Three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock, on one occasion, nine o'clock. Say at three o'clock in Russia, there would be thousands, six, seven, eight thousand people sitting there depressed with their heads down. They would not even lift up their eyes because they felt so depressed. But as I preached, not a bunch of, what should I say, man-made theories, as I preached on the power of Christ, as I preached on the cross of Christ, as I told them, you are not an animal, you are not a machine, you are a child of God, you are special, and Christ died for you. Their heads would come up and I would see an hour later after I'd been preaching to them from the Word of God with the power of the Holy Spirit, I'd see them smiling and laughing. I tell you, there is power in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. What happened after the campaign in Nizhny Novgorod? We had a baptism in the Volga River. My team was there. Danny Shelton was there. God bless him. Came to support me. He was helping to pay the bills. Nobody else has ever done that. You see, We don't get any money from the church. We do this because God has called us to do it. And many people in the church don't believe in it anymore. But we saw 3,530 precious souls baptized in the cold waters of the Volga River. What do we say? Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. To God be the glory. 
great things he has done. Tell us about the crew of a Russian passenger jet when you were flying high over Siberia. When they discovered that we were on board, the crew stood around us and they said, we've come to thank you. I said, what do you know? You don't know us. They said, we do know you. What you have done has touched all of our lives. They said, we have a special book. We want you to sign it. And on behalf of the people of this part of the world, we thank you for bringing us the love of God. Has your life ever been in danger? Well, I don't think so. (laughs) But I had an old Bible teacher at Avondale College, now called Avondale University. He said, you are immortal until your work on earth is done. So I don't believe anything or anybody can touch us until our work is finished. But some would say we had some scary moments in Zimbabwe, out in the jungle, being marched down a jungle track with soldiers and their guns in our backs. But God amazingly delivered us there. And then in Siberia, Beverly was up the front speaking to the people and the presence of the Lord was there. And a young man came with a loaded revolver and he came up on the stage. But God took care of the situation. Beverly wasn't hurt. Nobody was hurt. They were going to lock up this young man, the authorities, and throw away the key. I pled with the authorities and they said, why are you doing this? I said, because we believe in amazing grace. Please forgive him. We have forgiven him. They said, we can't believe this. They said, what do you want us to do with him? I said, let him come to the meetings. He came to the meetings, my friend, the man who wanted to kill Beverly and to stop the meetings. And he gave his life to Christ. I can see him sitting there in the audience. I can see him raising his hand. I can see him coming down the front. I can see him getting baptized. If God is for us, who can be against us? That is the question I ask you. Will you believe today? Will you put aside your unbelief, my friend, and will you believe in the power of the gospel? What about your family? Well, my family has been long-suffering because they've had to put up with me traveling around the world, so many places. The reason we went overseas at Wurunga, Sydney, was because Beverly had a dream that we take the young people out of the affluence and the sin of Sydney and take them to a country like Zimbabwe, uh, to uh, Yes, to Africa, that came later in Texas, but to Manila and then over to King, uh, Kingston, Jamaica. 
because she said, we, we need to expose them to the work of God, to the Spirit of God. So Beverly, on this television program, I say, thank you for putting up with me. Thank you. And then there's David. David is our television producer. Every now and then he sends a message down here to the studio. He says, Dad, you better do that again because, you know, just, just, just try to do a bit better. But we're, we're thankful to you, David. And then there's our daughter, Leanne, who is a psychologist in the great city of San Francisco that needs all the help it can get <laughs> psychologically and spiritually and in every other way. Just the sweetest and the nicest lady you'll ever meet. She's just come down and spent three weeks with us. Just amazing. Then our youngest daughter is Julie. Julie, in my eyes, is a sort of a hero. She's been struggling with cancer, never smoked, but she went to a school where they apparently had a, a problem with pollution. And other people from that school have got sick. Julie's had this massive operation and tremendous amount of pain. But she lives for one thing, and that is to share kindness and goodness with people. I believe that is an indication of the grace of God. So I want to thank my great family for putting up with this old evangelist who's gone around the world, who slept in so many different beds in Russia and China. But it's been a great ride. I want to tell you that it's been a great ride. We never, never imagined in our wildest imaginations that it could be so good because God is good all the time. Tell us about your team at the Carter Report. Well, I'm pleased to say that the Carter Report doesn't have a good team. It has a super team. And most of these folks have been with me for 30 years in America. I say, thank God for America. Thank God, yes, for Australia, but I say, I have a tremendous debt of gratitude to the United States of America where they believe if you have a dream, everything is possible. Now, Susie P. Rhino has worked with me doing the letters that we send out for 30 years, she's been with me since she was a little girl, she tells me. And then her husband, Javier. After we finish this program today, we're going to get together with the TV crew and Javier is going to serve us a meal. Javier is our chef, special chef. Then there's Angie, she's only been with us a couple of years, sweet. There's Angela, graphic Designer, great. Chirito, who looks after the books. Now, it's hard to love accountants, but I love Chirito. 
because she does such a great job. Then there's Sherry, who's in charge of our prayer ministry. And David, of course, I mentioned David. He's the television producer. And there's Don. Don takes care of the sound. Now, you see, you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. So the guys have to try to make me look sort of presentable and make me look young and fit and intelligent and all that sort of stuff, which is very difficult. But Don is in charge of the sound. Thank you, Don. Then there's Jacob. There's MK. You know, we've got a multicultural, multiracial group. We all love each other. You can't legislate goodness and you can't get people to love each other because Congress passes some other dumb law. And here in the state of California, which is super politically correct, they've got laws and laws and laws and tremendous lawlessness. But we've got something on this team. We've got love. MK. MK is our editor. Tremendous. There's Wayne. Wayne is our voiceover. Right now he's working a camera. And his wife is helping here today. Helps with the scripts. There's Terence who puts all of this stuff up on the screen. So this is... Pardon my saying it. And there are others here too that are not here today because of the problems we've had with COVID. I'll, I can mention them. Kim and Tom and Chuck and Bob. Bob Ludwig, <laughs> whom I baptised in the surf at Malibu. Big wave came and picked him up and threw him up the beach. There's Rick and Keith. And, uh, Keith's here today and Shane. And some have been with us for 30 years. And in Australia, we have Harold Harker who was an old church leader. Oh, here's, here's some of the guys. Yeah, over the years, here's B.J. Christensen and Alexander Antonuk. Goodness me. These are the folk. Uh, here's Bob the Ludwig and great people and Jimmy Rhodes and just so many great people. Harold and Glenda Harker. They keep things going. They're helping to, to raise money for evangelism and soul winning right now in the great land down under with Dr. John Hammond. Just a great guy. Great guy. Tells great stories. He's traveled with us to Russia and Ukraine. All I can say is, just want you to hear this. A lot of people go through their lives in the ministry. I, I've met some of them. They end up sort of cynical. They say, you know, so-and-so didn't treat me real good and the church hasn't been real good to me and I've been insulted and they say, I'm just going to give it all up. <laughs> Listen to me. God is good all the time. Sure, we've had our ups and our downs. There have been times when we just haven't known how we're going to pay the bills. You see, when you run a big campaign, it'll cost at least a million dollars. People say, that's, that's outrageous. My friend, get into the 21st century. You're living in the days of the 1840s. Hey, <laughs> come alive. 
Go down to a television station, ask them how much they want for television ads. You say, well, we don't do that. Of course you don't. That's why you're saying evangelism doesn't work. But my team have been with me and they have worked with me and they have helped to raise the money and they haven't been a good team. They have been a super duper team. Then I've had the partnership with Danny Shelton at 3ABN. On one occasion, Danny called me up and nobody's ever done this for me in the church. <laughs> no church leader has ever called me up and said, can you use 30,000? I said, what are you asking me that for, Danny? Sometimes we don't know how we're going to pay the bills. We don't know how we're going to pay for the campaign. Nobody else is going to pay for it. So I've had great friends, great supporters. Some of my best ideas have come from Beverly. Hey, probably the best ones. Uh, it was her idea to take young people overseas to get them out of the rot of worldliness in the church and let them see the power of God. So I say to my team, some of them are sitting here today in the studio. I say to them all, thank you. What are your plans for the future? Well, I guess you haven't noticed it, but I'm no longer a spring chicken. We've been doing this work now for 60 years. People say, but you've been an event. No, I've been a pastor. I've looked after little churches and big churches. And people say, well, the only churches that are good churches are little churches. No, no, no. God's got his people everywhere. So we plan to keep on, in the words of Jim Gilly, keeping on just as long as God gives the grace. Remember the poem. The woods are lovely and dark and deep. But I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep. Remember the old hymn, well, now we see the gleams of the golden morning. It's coming, my friend, a golden morning, the great getting up morning. We're going to get new bodies. We're going to live for eternity. My hair's going to go back to a beautiful golden color. <laughs> no more wrinkles, no more pain, no more cancer. I say, to God be the glory. Great things he has done, and to you, Thank you. You can now find the Carter Report anywhere, anytime, on any Android or Apple device. Use your cell phone, tablet, computer, or TV to access the many inspirational messages from Pastor Carter 24-7. For Apple users, go to the App Store. For Android users, Go to Google Play and download the free Carter Report app.
The Carter Report also has an official YouTube and Vimeo channel. Search for The Carter Report and find the topic that speaks to you. Roku users, simply search for The Carter Report and download the app free. The same on Amazon Fire. For Apple TV, visit the App Store and download the app. Reach out to The Carter Report and experience the hope, faith, and love of Jesus Christ. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.